0: Hey, beautiful souls, it's Rebecca. Welcome to another season of Lyric and Letter, where the harmony of worship meets the depth of scripture. I'm your fellow traveler on this journey of faith and reflection, and whether you're joining us for the first time or you've been part of our growing family, know that your presence here is a gift and a blessing. As we step into season two, we continue our focus on how scripture is entwined within the worship songs we sing every day at church. Though we've taken a few months off of the podcast, we have been far from quiet. Our Facebook community has blossomed in the most beautiful way. Together, we embarked on a 31-day devotional exploring our identity in Christ diving deep into the scriptures that affirm who we are in him. This journey has been nothing short of transformative, bringing us closer not just to God, but to one another. Our Monday night Bible studies and Friday thematic verse mapping sessions have become beacons of light, guiding us through the complexities of life with the wisdom and grace of God's word. We hope you can join us. Stay tuned to the very end on details on how you can do so. So today, we're turning our hearts and minds to a song that has stirred the souls of many. It was the number one popular worship song of 2023. It's This Is Our God by Phil Wickham. This anthem, penned with profound sincerity and deep worship, invites us to remember and respond to the incredible narrative of God's love, grace, and faithfulness in our lives. It's a song that speaks directly to the soul, reminding us of God's unwavering presence and his promise to be with us always. This song is not just a melody, it's a declaration of who God is and what he has done for us. It's a song that leads us into worship, into a deeper understanding of the depth and breadth of his love for us. Phil Wickham alongside Brandon Lake, Pat Barrett and Stephen Furtick crafted this song as a testament to God's faithfulness, a reminder of his protective, providing, restoring and redeeming presence in our lives. As we dive into This Is Our God, let us hold on to the truth it proclaims. Let's reflect on the moments when God was there for us, even when we might not have realized it. Let this song be a prayer, a praise, and an anthem of our faith in the One who holds us in His hands. So join me, dear friends, as we explore the layers of this beautiful song— drawing closer to the heart of God with every note and every word. So grab your Bible, a notebook, find a cozy spot, maybe something warm to drink, and let's embark on this journey together, discovering the vastness of God's love through the power of worship and the truth of His word. Now, as we reflect on the opening verses of This Is Our God, our hearts are drawn not only to the walls of sin and shame and the giants of death and the grave, but also a fundamental truth that binds us all. Remember those walls that we called sin and shame
1: They were like prisons that we couldn't escape But He came and He died Those
0: walls are rubble now. Remember those giants we called death and grave. They were like mountains that stood in our way. But he came and he died and he rose. Those giants are dead. Romans 3 23 reminds us for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's a universal condition that none of us can escape. An acknowledgement that in our own strength, we are unable to reach the glory that God has set before us. This truth, however sobering, is not meant to condemn us but to bring us to a place of humility and recognition of our need for a savior. It sets the stage for us to truly celebrate the magnitude of what God has done for us. To appreciate the heights from which we have been lifted, we must first understand the depths from which we have been called. In the face of this universal shortfall, the song and our scriptures lead us into the heart of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. While we have all sinned and stand unworthy on our own, Christ's victory over sin and death, as celebrated in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 55-57, through and echoed throughout our chosen passages, shines as a beacon of hope and redemption. In the light of truth that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, our journey through the lyrics of This Is Our God takes on profound significance. This acknowledgement isn't just a backdrop. It's the very ground from which the song's message of redemption and hope springs forth. As we dive into the imagery of sin as walls, giants, and snares— We're reminded of the pervasive nature of sin and its capacity to entangle and isolate us from the fellowship and freedom found in God. Romans 6 verses 16 through 17 in the New Living Translation says, don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. This passage offers a path forward from this realization, illustrating the stark contrast between the slavery of sin and the servitude of righteousness. It's a call to embrace the obedience that leads to righteousness, a transformation made possible only through Christ's redemptive work on the cross. This passage, alongside the poignant reminder of our struggles and victories in John eight thirty four, underscores the liberation we find in Jesus. The walls of sin and shame crumble, and the giants of death and the grave are defeated. James 1, verses 12 through 15 brings an additional layer of depth to our understanding, weaving the trials and temptations we face into the larger narrative of faith and perseverance. In the New Living Translation, it says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. This passage not only acknowledges the reality of temptation, but also the blessing that awaits those who persevere painting a picture of the crown of life promised to us by the Lord. It's a reminder that our battles against sin and death are not fought in vain, but lead us towards a glorious inheritance. As we reflect on these scriptures and their connection to the song, we're invited to see our own stories within the narrative of God's redemptive plan. The walls and giants we face are not insurmountable obstacles, but opportunities to witness the power of God's love and grace in our lives. This understanding transforms our perspective, encouraging us to move from a place of bondage to a life of freedom and righteousness in Christ. Understanding where we've been saved from deepens our appreciation for the freedom we now enjoy in christ it amplifies the joy and gratitude with which we sing this is our god this is who he is he saves us It's a declaration, not just of God's action, but of our personal transformation, a transformation that's available to all, regardless of how far we've fallen. As the melody of This Is Our God carries us forward, we are met with a powerful truth of Christ's coming death and resurrection. But he came and he died and he rose. Remember that fear that took our breath away? These lines not only recount the pivotal moment in human history, but also invite us to reflect our personal moments of fear and weakness, reminding us of the strength and assurance found in Christ's victory. Romans 5 verses 6 through 8 lays the foundation for our understanding of this act of redemption. It states, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. This scripture emphasizes the depth of divine love and the unmerited nature of our redemption, underscoring the fact that it is while we were still ensnared by sin that Christ made the ultimate sacrifice for us. The resurrection of Christ is not only a victory over sin and death, but also a source of strength in our moment of fear and weakness. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 54 through 57, celebrates this victory, proclaiming, Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? Through Christ's resurrection, we are offered hope and assurance that death is not the end, but the gateway to eternal life with Him. Hebrews 2, verses 14 through 15, further illuminates this victory, explaining how Christ's death on the cross destroyed the devil's power over death and freed us from the slavery of fear. Listen to this. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Wow. Now, this liberation is also echoed in 2 Timothy 1.7, which reassures us, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, this redemption was foretold in Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 5. It says, Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion and crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. This foreshadowed Christ's atoning work, providing a path to righteousness through His suffering, bearing our sorrows and being pierced for our transgressions. This prophetic scripture, alongside the other references, paints a comprehensive picture of Christ's act of redemption as the ultimate expression of God's love for humanity. As we reflect on these verses and their connection to this is our God, let us immerse ourselves in the joy and freedom of Christ's victory. His resurrection signifies not only our freedom from sin, but also the beginning of a new life of righteousness, where our fears and weaknesses are met with his strength and presence. Phil Wickham's lyrics... Now those altars in the wilderness who pulled me out of that pit, he did serve as a powerful reminder of God's faithfulness and the profound transformation we undergo through his grace. not only evoke a sense of gratitude for God's saving grace, but also highlight the journey of embracing our new identity as servants of righteousness. The altars in the wilderness symbolize those moments of divine intervention and guidance, marking our journey with memorials of God's unwavering faithfulness. Just as the Israelites built altars to commemorate God's provision and presence, our lives too bear witness to his steadfast love and mercy, especially in times of trial and uncertainty. God pulling us out of that pit is a vivid metaphor for the rescue from sin and despair we've experienced. This imagery Reflective of Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3, encapsulates the essence of God's saving grace, lifting us up from the mire of our past and setting our feet upon the rock of his righteousness. It states I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Amen. Now, our response to this grace is pivotal. Marking the beginning of a transformative journey from slavery to sin, to a servanthood in righteousness. Now Romans 6.18 and Galatians 2.20 illuminate this transition, reminding us that through Christ's sacrifice, we have been set free from sin to become slaves to righteousness. Take a listen. Romans 6.18 says, Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. While Galatians 2.20 states, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This new identity is not merely a label, but a call to a life lived in the reality of Christ's love and sacrifice. It's an invitation to take up our cross, living by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. 1 Peter 2 verses 9 through 10 further highlights our purpose and calling in this new identity, declaring us a chosen people and a royal priesthood called out of darkness into his wonderful light. This identity reformation involves not just a personal transformation, but a communal calling to declare the praises of Him who saved us. As we embrace this new identity, our lives become testimonies of grace, reflecting the glory of God and proclaiming the story of our redemption. This transformation is both a gift— and a responsibility, inviting us to live in a way that honors the one who has called us by name and made us his own, as seen in Isaiah 43 verse 1. As we've journeyed today through This Is Our God, we've paused on several lyrics, seeing our reflections in the words Phil Wickham penned, from acknowledgement of our bondage to sin, to the celebration of our liberation in Christ, So as we draw this exploration to a close, we find a profound intersection between the lyrics of this powerful song and the real-life testimony of a member of our community, Jamie. Remember those walls that we called sin and shame? Remember those giants that we called death and the grave? These lyrics speak to the universal struggles we face, struggles that Jamie knows all too well, Her battle with chronic illness, a physical manifestation of the walls and giants in her life, echoes the spiritual battles we've all faced. Yet in her story, we witness the embodiment of the song's message. God breaking through our barriers, offering us victory and freedom. The lyrics state, but he came and he died and he rose. Remember that fear that took our breath away. Jamie's testimony brings these words to life. But don't take my word. Let's hear it from Jamie herself.
1: A lot of you don't know me, but a lot of you do. Today I'm going to share my testimony of what the amazing grace of God can do for you. I've been battling a chronic illness for quite some time. And during that time, I really sought out the Lord. I got in the Word. I attended church regularly. I worship all the time, in the car, at home, really started diving deep with first mapping. But yet I still saw my health getting worse and with more pain all the time. Every time I went to the doctor, it was bad news. So I went to church this past Sunday. I had to walk in with a cane very slowly. And I began to pray when I got in there. Lord, will you please just give me the strength to make it through this worship? I want to worship you. Just give me the strength to get through this. Not only was I able to stand up, but I was able to raise both hands and worship the Lord the way I wanted to. When normally I have to hold on to the back of the chair, it's extremely painful and I have a hard time, but I was able to do it on this day and that's what I had prayed for. And as the day continued, I still had no pain. I'd had some issues with my eyes where everything was becoming very blurry due to a bleeding hole in my retina. And i had woke up Saturday with very blurry vision. Sunday, I could see clearly. As I'm speaking right now, it is Monday afternoon. Although I've had some periods of dizziness and weakness, I'm still not in any pain. And I've only had to use my cane to walk around just a small amount. God is good all the time.
0: Wow. God never disappoints. Jamie's testimony, like our song, invites us to celebrate the amazing grace of God. Not as a distant concept, but as a lived reality that transforms us liberating us, and drawing us closer to the heart of God. In sharing and listening to stories just like Jamie's, we're reminded of the collective journey we share as followers of Christ. With each unique experience of God's grace and power, let Jamie's testimony inspire us to look for and remember the moments when God has been tangibly present in our lives pulling us out of our pit and into his marvelous light. So as we conclude today's journey through this song, let Jamie's testimony and our reflections on these lyrics deepen our appreciation for the transformative power of God's love in our lives. But before we go, I have three reflecting questions for you. Grab a piece of paper and a pen and write down your answers. Okay, question number one, take a moment to reflect on a time when you felt God pulling you out of a pit of despair, sin, or difficulty. How did that experience change your understanding of God's love and grace in your life? Question two, as you consider the journey from bondage to sin, to living as a servant of righteousness? What area of your life do you feel God is calling you to surrender more fully to him? Final question. Thinking about your new identity in Christ as a servant of righteousness, what is one practical step you can take this week to live out this identity in your daily life relationships, or community. Wow, pretty deep stuff, huh? Okay, as always, let's end in a closing prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you with hearts full of gratitude for the journey you've guided us through today. Thank you, Lord, for your word, for the powerful lyrics of This Is Our God. And for Jamie's testimony, which reminds us of your transformative grace in our lives. Lord, help us to recognize your hand in every moment of rescue and redemption. Give us the courage to embrace the transformation you're working in us. Turning our walls of sin and shame into altars of worship and praise as we reflect on the questions we just asked, open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, as we reflect on these questions we just answered, open our hearts to hear your voice. Guide us in surrendering every area of our lives to you and show us how we can live out our identity as servants of righteousness in a way that honors you and blesses those around us. Strengthen us to face the challenges ahead, knowing that you are with us, your grace is sufficient for us, and your power is made perfect in our weakness. May our lives be a testament to your ongoing work in the world and a reflection of your love and grace to all we encounter. In your mighty name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. As we gently close this chapter of our journey, my heart is filled with this gratitude that we've shared this special moment together. I'm so happy to be back. The echoes of This Is Our God intertwined with the tapestry of scriptures we've woven together hold a dear place in my heart, and I'm profoundly thankful for your presence your open hearts, and your desire to dive deeper into the riches of worship in the Word. Now, if today's episode has touched a chord within you, I encourage you to join us on our Facebook community at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash and letter. We have a Bible study that meets on Monday evenings, and we do thematic verse mapping every Friday. It's such a warm family to be part of, and it's a treasure trove of reflection freely available for all of our cherished listeners, and you'll get to meet Jamie. Our community's heartbeat is to flourish and reach ever outward. And if you found solace, joy, or revelation today, consider sharing this episode with your loved ones, your friends, or even your church leaders. Worship leaders in particular bring a unique insight into our collective praise and their voices would be a beautiful addition to our chorus. And as always, we have a special devotional for you to download for today's episode. Head on over to www.lyricandletter.com forward slash devotional and it's there for you to download. And for those of you who love to wear your faith as boldly as you live it, head on over to our gift shop. We have t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs to carry today's message. Your support helps keep our podcast alive. You can discover these and more at www.lyricandletter.com forward slash shop. Thank you so much, my friends, for being a part of today's gathering and this journey in the word. Your presence is such a blessing, and I eagerly anticipate our next meeting. I will see you in two weeks. But until then, may your hearts remain attuned to his melody and your spirits be lifted in his grace. Have a beautiful day in the Lord.
1: God bless.